Well, hello and welcome to Watch What Crappies, the podcast for all that crappy love to talk about on ye old bravs. I'm Ronnie. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? Good. How's it going? Going so well. How's it going with you? Good. I mean, it's a big day over here at Watch What Crappies. We had had Beverly Hills. It was almost two hours today, that recap. And now straight into Salt Lake City. The supersized episode. Oh, wow, this is who this is this was it was a big night of uh this is a big big podcasting day for us. Big mm-hmm. night of watching and note taking and big day of recording. Wow. I'm I'm already it's pretty drained. Really like a Hills. dream for us. These were both yeah. big episodes of our of big shows, you know. So blessed. I know. Hashtag blessed. Okay. I am hashtag blessed. I am, but I'm also hashtag a little exhausted just from Beverly Hills. So, but that's well, fun. Get over like when it. We're, well, no, when we're exhausted, I feel like that's when we have the funniest recaps because we're just yeah. kind of like, we're just, I feel like when I'm exhausted, I'm just even, I'm just sort of like a little bit more unfiltered and I don't know. Well, my resting state is exhausted. So I get it. You know, that's yeah. how I how I do this every day. I love it. So, everybody, thanks for being here. Join us for Take a Seat live on Monday nights. That's where we talk live with you guys. It's a call-in show. You call in. And uh, that's on Spotify Live. Super fun. 7 p.m. Pacific on Spotify Live. Also, on-demand videos. This is another video recap. Hi. Uh, Beverly Hi. Hills is also a video. So, if you want to watch these, come over to Crappens On Demand over at patreon.com slash watchworkcrappens. That's where you'll find those videos. Sign up at the Crappens On Demand level. Okay? Now, let's just get straight into this Salt Lake City, shall we, Bean? Yeah, we had taglines. We had our we had their arrival of taglines, which was very very exciting. Did you write them down, Ronnie? I sure did. Of course, I did. Also, I did write down. Please apologize for swimsuit. Oh, we did not mention that Meredith was wearing a swimsuit like a blazer last week. I can't believe we didn't mention that. Did you notice it? No. She, oh yes, I did. Yes, it has like buttons on it, like a blazer. Wow, I'm sure that's that's a Brooksy. Uh, no, actually, suits. I did not notice that. Because only <laughs> Brooks could make a swimsuit that fits that poorly on a person, okay? <laughs> I mean, my God. I did not notice it, actually, in retrospect. That is very funny. She wore a swimsuit as a blazer. Well, you know what? <laughs> that looks like a blazer. Yeah, just like <laughs> Okay, so taglines. Um, I didn't write down who said what, so okay. I'm just assuming this first one is Jen, right? It is, yeah. I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're kind of fighting for approval, too, from the court. And then uh, Whitney. I am more of a free spirit without uh, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Line. Line. Oh, and <laughs> then Lisa. I'll always have your back if you stop stopping me and mine. Jacob. <laughs> And then Meredith, when I take a shot, I always hit my mark. My last name is Marks, but it's that's sort of a pun that kind of works, kind of doesn't, mainly doesn't work. But if you think about it, if you add an S to my line, it'll work. But if you do I hit my mark. Um, I may be a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time girl. Damn it. Why is that so close to good time, girl? Can we redo that? I really don't like this. So, um, 
I have to say, in season three of this show, the Trixie Monoclackle Choir has really reached new heights. They it, they were working overtime on this episode. You know, they were they went pretty hard season one. They went harder season two, but season three, they are like we are going to push the limits of this genre of of chorale interstitial music and it, there is the the i mean they are just doing great work they great, also great work. added a new syllable because their sample used to only be ahs it was always like ah ha 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 yeah. and now it's oh i'm like oh my god they hired an o person they got o they got O. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's big. That's a that's a big thing for this show. So thank you guys. So Meredith and Seth are playing tennis. Uh, no, not tennis. Not tennis. Yeah. Fucking pickleball. And it's one of these uh like look at us. We're in a happy marriage scenes. And so they're <laughs> playing and Meredith's like, ah, ah Meredith Sellis. And she's like, if I lose, you have to give me a three-hour massage. He's like, no. And then she gives us her Meredith laugh. (laughs) 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 And now we go to Heather FaceTiming her daughter, who went out partying last night. And Heather's like, I didn't even know that people went out on Thursdays. It's like, wow, Heather, you really have to... We have to, there's so much more to teach you. So much more out there in this world. It's like, in my defense, Thursday night's for a big chill at BYU, which is Mormon, which you're not. And I'm so proud of you. I don't want you to have to grow up the way. Mom, I got to go, okay? <laughs> so then it's so John- rude that BYU, by the way, it's so rude that BYU like is already like half of BYOB. Like that's, it's so rude. It's like an acronym that just go, it sort of just ends sadly for everyone, you know? Yeah. It's like, bring your umbrella. Great. (laughs) Well, okay. Can't wait to go to school there. Uh, So terrified John Barlow um, and Lisa are talking to their kid, the older one, whatever his name is. Jack. Jack. And he's like, "Uh, have you talked to any of your school counselors about going to colleges? Uh, don't hit me. And he's like, no. And Lisa says, do you want me to call the school? I can call him. I can call the school. Yeah. Uh, we really got to get serious about this, Jock. Um, and then um, and then Henry says something like, you know, he doesn't want to do it. <laughs> so now we go to uh, Jen's new house, her little her little brick, her little brick 4,500 square foot house. And um, she's feeding cold cuts to her dog, Bubba. And her mom comes over and she's like, Mom, I, get, I set up a keto-friendly charcuterie snack board because I'm going to go to jail. Uh, maybe the last time we get to have charcuterie in my kitchen, Mom. So this is a big episode for charcuterie. Big. <laughs> I mean, huge. It's in every scene. I mean, wow. It is. Are dead yeah. meats, are dead animals just like is sponsoring this show? What is it? It's in every fucking scene. Deli meats with some badly cut cheese. I know. And the thing is that like the new trend are butterboards. And I'm like, it would be, this is the very Salt Lake City to be like, like, okay, you know what? Let's roll out the trendiest board that there is, a charcuterie board. And people on TikTok are like, um, actually we're into butter instead of meat. Thanks. I had a butter board. Uh, did you? Uh, did I tell you this? No. Uh, my mom, one of my mom's best friend made one for my dad's birthday. And it was the first time I'd seen a butter board. Let me tell you. 
gorgeous. Love the trend. I love butter. I'm glad people are catching trend. on. Yeah, I'm glad people are like, fuck heart disease. I love butter. Um, love that it's catching on. Gorgeous work that she did making this. Can I tell you, it's the most horrifying thing when it's like halfway done. I mean, because really? butter, you know, it's just like goop so it's just this big board full of goop and all the toppings kind of blend in together and it just it doesn't well, age well i'll say that the butter board. i mean i still i really i do want to have a butterboard moment and apparently you're supposed to do it on like a slate board not wood because wood will get all oily so i i don't oh, have a slate well, you just board. read my mom's friend for filth <laughs> <laughs> i was like maybe that's why it looked all crazy yeah. i didn't want to I don't want to read her fully for filth, but let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, you did. You don't have a Fuck slate your surface. God. <laughs> Might as well have a margarine board at that point. <laughs> your butter board fail. So, um, yeah, she's so her mom comes over just looking terrified. Like, I'm getting my money back, right, that I gave you last year? All of my retirement? <laughs> no news on that? Okay, great. Let's do a puzzle. A puzzle sounds great. <laughs> a puzzle and some... Ham? Okay. Ham, and some ham. <laughs> ham and puzzles. Yeah, this was worth a million dollars. This was worth. <laughs> so yeah, they open up a big old puzzle, and she's talking, and Jen's talking about how um, she had a call with her lawyer, and that they did a whole mock trial. Which I wish there had been cameras. Why are they not filming Jen's mock trials? We need to see. <laughs> we need to see Jen, like. Going through a full dynasty trial on this show, you know, like, I object, I object, the man, the man who killed my friend was standing right there. She's just pointing fingers at sofas, accusing them of murder. <laughs> She's like, it was rough. I mean, you have to sit there and like, you can't say anything, mom. Like, you hear all these things being said about you and you want to be like, no, that's bullshit like what about those old people what about what those old people did to me right so i only swore them out twice so <laughs> and her mom's like i'm not getting this money back am i <laughs> i'm not ever getting this money back the mom's like i'm just gonna do this puzzle i'm just gonna do this puzzle so um jana has to go to new york next week to meet with her legal team and and then, so the mom asks how the boys are doing, and, and she's like, oh, it's been hard. I mean, Sharif said the other day that Omar was crying in his room. He doesn't want to be without his mom. I was like, or maybe he's crying that you're not being taken away fast enough. He's like, please get out of the house. He's <laughs> like, when I called the feds, I thought this thing would go quicker. She's still coming to my locker. So rude. Poor kids. It's not their fault, you know. I know. Um, by the way, a lot of dark jokes today because this is Salt Lake City. I mean, there's not a storyline on here that's not fucking dark. Really, I'm looking through my notes now like, God, good luck with this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jen's crying and she's doing her, you know, full on. <laughs> I can't believe they would do this to an innocent person. Me, who said nothing. I need fillers on my nails. Like, I haven't even got my nails done. <laughs> it's like. And not to- yeah. It's and like, just, it's almost like on the heels of Rinna in the Beverly Hills episode saying, I had to say this because otherwise I would get cancer and die. Jen is like, if I didn't have my husband and my kids, mom, I would not be here on this earth. I would have killed myself, mom. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> they're just, they're just they're swinging for the fences tonight on Bravo. Yeah, they really are. So Jen's saying she would kill herself because, you know, she's bullied every single day by people online. I'm like, have you read your own tweets online to other people? <laughs> like, you are horrible. You are a horrible bully. And if I wasn't someone who actually watches show for three years, I might be having a sense of compassion for you. But fuck off. I can't stress enough how deeply I feel these words. Fuck 
off, Jen. Fuck off. You're terrible. You're the worst person to other people. And you did the worst things to the most vulnerable people in our society. I can't with you. I don't care. Okay. Don't now, your mother I care about. Your mother I care about. <laughs> I know. Bless her mom. Yeah. Bless her heart. But she's like, it's Cherie's job to come home and lift me up from this. So I don't want to kill myself and not be here. It's too painful. Every day. Every day I've been dealing with this. Every day. You don't understand. Yeah. The so, mom, of course, is like, I mean, this poor mom. I mean, the last, I felt, I actually felt so bad for this mom. Oh, my God. I'm getting 5 million calls. Everyone stop calling me right now. I'm talking right to it's Jen Shaw. You know, Jen Shaw knew I was, I was speaking about her because I just got three Jen Shaw calls right now. Sorry, Jen. We're making fun of you. Turn off your phone. You're at work. Turn it off and turn it face down on the thing. And well, then no, later the, when the I'm complaining vibrates. too much about something and you need something to do, then turn it right side up and look at it and flick through until I shut up. That's how Excuse you do me. It. You're the one who has actually taken calls from tele, tele, telemarketers on the show, okay? We're entertainment so. value, okay? <laughs> So uh, I thought I think that that my bit right now was very entertaining for people. Okay, don't answer that. So uh, so anyway, she's basically doing this whole thing like I would die. I was gonna die, mom. I was gonna die. Her, her mom is like devastated. This is the last thing that she her mom wants to hear, you know. And her mom's like, I, I don't have the the answers, you know, to to give you. Like I I don't know. We'll we'll all get through this together. Puzzles. We will do puzzles together. How about that? Puzzles for thirty years. We can get through it. Yeah, yeah, Jen. Think about how your mom feels about all of this, okay? She's not only from now financially fucked, but, like, her kid's going through this, and now you're putting all of this. Like, leave your mom alone. You know what I mean? Like, haven't you fucking done enough? Like, just don't don't put this on your mom. It's shitty. Yeah. So then uh, Whitney's cheap, sad house I wrote. <laughs> Sorry, but that's how I wrote it. So um, Whitney's cutting the cheese over at her house, <laughs> and uh, she cuts cheese. cheese. Making a charcuterie board, of course, because it has to be in every scene in this house. I mean, in this episode. So she's cutting cheese just like I always thought Whitney would cut cheese. She cuts it like this. (laughs) 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 And just kind of fly, you know, flies off the triangle. It's very Whitney cutting cheese scene. (laughs) That El Grosio Parmesan, which I... (laughs) I'm saying that mockingly as if I don't buy it too. How else do you think I know the name of it? So, uh, she, but I just think it's funny because she's making this this charcuterie board, which looks kind of elegant and um, sort of waspy. And then she's just in like a black crop top with, with shiny leather pants on. I was like, this, this doesn't look like charcuterie clothing. So, uh, no, really, dress, dressing down for charcuterie, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I think we all know if you're making a charcuterie board, you have to wear an oversized blue shirt with your collar popped and the <laughs> and the sleeves rolled. You basically have to dress like Ina Garten, guys. Yeah. Oh God, that bit, those big shirts. Um, <laughs> she has. What, I heard she has those specially made for herself. She does. I'm like, really? Do you not have an old navy in fucking the Hamptons <laughs> or wherever you are? Come on. Do you know how hard it is to make a shirt of a single color that just single button down collared shirt? <laughs> it's a button down shirt that 
is sort of formless. That's for that's real. heartwarming. <laughs> so speaking of difficult clothes, Meredith comes over looking like a jib jab cartoon version of herself because she's wearing this <laughs> foot locker. She's wearing because you know jib jab. Do you guys remember what yeah, that is? So jib jab's like those political cartoons where it would just be like George Bush's head on a stick figure and the head would just like bobble like, around. There's <laughs> a lot of like George W. Bush and John Kerry's. That's I feel like the height of jib jab was like the Kerry Bush John years. Kerry, like that yes. camp. It was like a lot of like I'm John Kerry. I'm, I'm, I was like wow. A lot of John Kerry jib jabs. Right. To be fair, John Kerry is kind of like a jib jab too. I mean, have you he seen is. Him speak? He's got a jib jab uh, quality. And actually, so does George Bush. It was just a they lucky both- time for jib jab, you know? <laughs> jib jab, right, right time, right place. They were just yes. very lucky that they had two candidates that were actual jib- – their, their actual product was running for president. Right. Um, so this is Meredith – Coming over in like a footlocker leather jacket. So it's white stripes going down like a referee's jacket. But the way the lines are so big, they're really thick. So every time she moves her neck, she's under a different line. And it makes it look like she's got like this penciled neck and then just a head going. Uh, to me, her blazer read a little bit more like Beetlejuice to me because it had like that that chunky Tim Burton style thing. But either way, it was a very arresting image. Actually, literally arresting because it was basically like prison uniform, an old school prison uniform on its side, right? Like vertical prison uniform. So either yeah. way, she comes over and then she sees the shark. Meredith's like never been to Whitney's house. Like she's clearly like the things I have to do for revenge. Go to Whitney's house in the this stupid neighborhood where every house looks the same. So she goes over and she sees the charcuterie board and she's like, you made this yourself? She's like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. She goes, oh, great job. My worldview has been totally turned on its head that Whitney could do this. And she's like, oh, look, my kids are home from school. I made them walk today because I had to make charcuterie for you. And she's like, oh, wow, Brooks, I have a Brooks. And the kid just looks at her. And Whitney's like, Brooks, you know that Meredith has a son named Brooks, right? And he's like, and he just Brooks? Leaves. He's like, fuck you, losers. <laughs> He's like, I'm the only Brooks that matters. Wow, Brooks needs to meet Brooks. Two toddlers on a play date. So Whitney's like, in all the years I've known Meredith, she's never shown any interest in coming to my house and spending time with me. But it seems that now that she has problems with Lisa, she's ested inter- instead. She's intern. She's interested. From the top. By the way, Whitney's uh, diary look for the season, wow, wow. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a lot of pink. It was very like year 2000, maybe 98, 99, kind of Britney Spears-ish. It was crazy looking. <laughs> it's crazy. Cra- I like, whoa, I literally watched as, as a, whoa, whoa. It- Whoa. Whoa. It's pink and her eyeshadow is really pink. And then she's got like a really dark spray tan and her hair is kind of like strawy. Uh, it's a bizarre look. I love this yeah. show for those looks. They're all hilarious. And, and so they decide that they're going to go sit outside. Um, and Meredith, because like, again, Whitney is wearing like a little strappy crop top. And Meredith goes, I think you might need a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Whitney loves having people sit outside in that strange little, like she has that weird tiny backyard, but that's also like a 
It's like, like a, a walking, yeah, it's a walking <laughs> path for other people. So you see, like, people. you see all the dads walking behind them. <laughs> um, so they're not close enough to show her the um, saloon downstairs or speakeasy downstairs. Speakeasy or the The brightly pole, yeah. lit fluorescent speakeasy in the broom closet or whatever. So Meredith's like, so what's going on? Tell me. I mean, life has been crazy, right? And Whitney says, um, I think that I'm supposed to ask you what you are doing. I mean, you came to my house. <laughs> it's so sad that Whitney and Meredith are spending the season so impressed that people want to talk to them. <laughs> I They're know. just so glad they have other people to talk to other than each other. It's cute and sad. Did you have fun at the party in Harlem? I mean, Har- Harlem night, nights in Harlem, you know? And Meredith is like, yeah, I mean, it was awkward with Lisa. And you know, it's just that there's no practice what you preach with her. I mean, she's hypocritical. And then she's telling everyone that they're hypocritical. And they're this and they're that. I mean, God, if there's one thing worse than being hypocritical and saying this and that. And she has badmouthed every single one of us in the circle. Hashtag this and that. Then wacky music as Lisa evil montage unrolls. I don't want to lose our license over someone's wedding in their basement with a stripper pole, John. <laughs> yeah, they go through all, like, they literally go through Lisa talking shit about every single cast member over the past two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and ending, of course, with, piece of shit garbage or I hate her. She's fucked half of New York. <gasps> and Meredith is like, I mean, you just have to tell yourself, wow, why are you trying to put everybody else down in this way when there's all these rumors flying around about you? And Whitney's like, what? Rumors? Meredith is about to unveil rumors to me in my humble abode with my charcuterie tray right in front of a walking path? Oh my god, <laughs> pinch me. Ow, I pinched myself. What have you heard? And Meredith goes, well, Jen made reference to their having been affairs. What do you know? And then Meredith takes a cracker and just bites down and it's like, <laughs> Well, I just heard rumors that she was doing favors to get Vita tequila in bars. I mean, it's just rumors. It was absurd to me before I didn't like her. And Whitney just shrugs and she goes, I know this sounds absurd, but it's not because I've heard the same thing. I have a friend and it's a mutual friend of Lisa's and he's very wealthy and very well known in Utah. And I heard she slept with him to sway him to invest in her business. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But I feel so bad talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do don't know you? If it's do true. you know? I feel bad. So Meredith is like, well, the last thing I want to do is sit and talk about Lisa behind her back. Because Truth be told, the back is where she does her best work. Am I right? I don't know. I've heard so something I've to that heard. effect. Absurd. And, you know, I can have a cracker. I'm just trying to understand. How did we even get here? Me sitting in this very sad housing development. Lisa blowing guys to get Vita tequila into a 7-Eleven. How did we get here in life? 
<laughs> Where are we and how did we get here? Okay, I just have to read this tweet because this is so Meredith. So Meredith tweeted after the show, Let's be clear. I mentioned that there were rumors of trading favors that I said I did not believe. I did not say sexual. See, this is why you don't bring little girls into adult situations. They stir the pot and put words in your mouth. Meredith, ma'am, <laughs> you just said she's having affairs and she's doing favors. Then Whitney said she hears she's banging a guy and you don't disagree or stand. I mean, come on, Meredith. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong with doing favors for people. Like if you're, I don't think there's anything wrong of business owners being like, hey, I'll do something for you if you do something for me. There's no scandal in that. There's no, I mean, unless it's like an illegal thing, right? But like if uh, yeah, so that's what life so is. You know, you it's not about favors, like, you know. Shit, yeah, there's not nothing like wrong that. if She's you give a blowjob to a guy trying to get your Vita tequila into a place. Somebody do do what you got to do. Right, but like, there's no scandal if Lisa's going around like uh, putting up posters about someone's lounge, right? <laughs> to yeah, get you serve Vita lounge. tequila. I'll use your restaurant to cater my next event at Sundance. <laughs> yeah, it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So Whitney goes, well, I didn't know, but during my last healing session, because I'm no, on I'm a sorry. path of I have healing. to stop you. I have to stop you. I'm sorry. Whitney didn't have a healing session. She had a healing session. Healing okay, session. Continue. That's I, Later on, I did write hill. <laughs> I noticed that she was saying hill. In my last healing session <laughs> with Megan, I was able to connect. My healer? To <laughs> She's my healer. I'm sorry, I keep funny. interrupting you. I just thought it was so funny. Fucking Whitney. You know, when you, when you, there used to be a TV show about healing and how you get sad afterwards. It was called Hill Street Blues. Anyway, I was, I was able to connect to Lisa. And then we see a week ago, Whitney is talking to Meg and she goes, Normally, I see Lisa in my healing and she's big and scary, but this time, she was a little girl in energy. She was an en- a girl of a girl of energy. And Megan's like, yeah, the inner child. Yeah. And Meredith goes, wow. And she says, yeah. And when I felt her and saw her, I realized maybe there's like something there that's like worth fighting for. Wow. I mean, I I hear you. I just don't know how dumb a person can actually make money. At this point, in my view, why would I bother? You know, why bother? And Whitney's like, hear me out. We have this trip coming up, and Jen, I know, says she needs us. I'm hijacking all the BS. It's going to be about healing for reals. We can do this. We can come together. You just hear a guy like skateboard pass up. Meredith's like, okay. Meredith's like, I can't believe I drove down my mountainside to get to this stupid house to hear this load of bullshit. But at least I had some crappy charcuterie. So then we get the dance music version of of the awe song, which I love. It's like, so Lisa is playing basketball with her fucking jackass of a kid. I mean, this kid needs to get his ass whooped. I'm sick of it. As Bernie Mac once said, the great Bernie Mac, America, beat your children. Okay? <laughs> this kid needs hey. a good spanking. Not on this episode. 
So you're Lisa right. Goes, I am sorry. I was not thinking about future storylines. <laughs> I just remembered you said that joke, Ronnie. So Lisa is, uh, she's like, Jack, are you kidding me? You're so good at basketball. Are you kidding me? Wow, that extra foot you grow is really coming in handy. No, foot of height. Jack, stop looking. You don't have a third foot. Hey, you ready for some competition? Here I go. I'm going to throw the ball. Yas. You ready for some competition? Ha, 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 I love when Lisa pretends <laughs> just to be like a light, fun mom. She's like, yeah, we're yeah. going to play, aren't we? Ha, ha, ha. Uh, so they play a little bit. And um, she's like, so, look at me. Let me see you do a little layup. Let me see that layup. So, <laughs> let's talk about college. You doing anything with SATs? <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I was mid-tier, so I have to do it again. Okay. And you still want to go to college? And he goes, I don't know. Okay. Well, if you don't go to college, like, what would you do? He goes, probably end up richer than if I went to college. <sighs> hey, so do you want to walk me through your logic? So, like, walk me through your logic. I, I don't really understand. So, like, walk me through your logic, Jock. Well, I already own a company, so if I kill it with that, I can make other companies. Oh, okay, Elon. Okay, Elon, <laughs> slow down a little bit. Is your mom going to do that all for you? Because your mom handed you a fucking company that you did nothing for. Or are you going to get by on your pitching skills? Can we please cue up those <laughs> pitching skills? I'm going to have a company, and it's going to have lotions for your face for, like, shaving and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Lisa definitely has this look on her face like, I've created a monster. <laughs> so, fresh monster. So, uh, she tells us her backstory, which is, I graduated when I was 17, and my dad was like, you're on your own. And I love that you have your own business, but you have to have your own business because you have it because mommy and daddy worked hard too. So, that's like my nice way of saying, get your lazy ass back into the house and do a college application. Yeah, because, like, without those kind of connections, like, mommy and daddy, like, you, like life sucks, you know? Like, you need to think about that. Because, like, not many people your age have what you have, but it's because I went to college. So, and he's like, fudge college, honestly. There's no need for it unless you're going to make fudge. You could make fudge. I could make it's fudge. If you went to fudge college. Fudge Fudge College is a great school, but I want you to aspire higher. Fine, Marshmallow College. Let's just, like, get out of the sugary colleges. Let's go to diet colleges. (laughs) Peanut Brittle College, honestly. No, you're so sweet. That's so sweet. You're just just going to, like, Meemaw candies that are homemade for Christmas or what? Is that the kind of college you're going for? I'm enjoy college. Oh, you're feeling like a nut? Sometimes you don't. This is supposed to be conversational, Jack. And he's like, yeah, well, college is like a factory where they pump out mediocre humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Lisa has, um, she tells us that she was one of six kids and growing up, they all had to like be independent. She had to be independent because of there were six kids and she had high expectations and she's naturally in part of this entrepreneur kids i don't know it was a weird bit of of like i just want to mention i was one of six kids yeah yeah it was weird because she's like yeah i was like i don't remember if this part comes in later or what but i remember saying like yeah you know like growing up i was one of six kids so i had to like take care of the other kids and my dad was like i mean i would 
he was like 39 when I went to college. And then like he was on like missions. Like that's what he did. I was like, yeah. well, nice. You know, you drop six children and then you're like, bye, going to Africa for the rest of your lives. Have fun with that. See you, kids. Listen, Jack, I'm just trying to like understand where you're coming from because it seems like you're giving attitude. Like I know everything and like I understand everything. And like you don't because like you have me and dad supporting you, getting you Diet Cokes. And like you can get to a point where you're like funding a business all by yourself and, and I don't have to invest money in it. And your dad doesn't have to invest money in it. Then you could be like, cool, I got this. Amazing. He's like, let me go inside. <laughs> it's like i've had enough of you mom yeah that's like his version of fuck you mom you know so then um this whitney and justin scene which is so terrible and i'm not gonna make fun of it because it's fucking terrible okay so whitney is all upset and she comes home and she tells justin she's like we need to talk i can't talk but Oh, it's a paper towel talk. And he's like, oh, God, the paper <laughs> yeah, towels. Oh, no. Yeah, she points the sofa and just grabs the entire roll of paper towels. And uh, by the way, I also want to point out in this very sad scene that on the on the mantle, the fireplace mantle, there was a banner that said, Happy Valentine's Day. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, Whitney is the person who decorates <laughs> decorates her living room like a classroom, doesn't she? <laughs> like a classroom. Like every holiday, she puts up a banner, even for Valentine's Like, I feel like Valentine's Day is not a... Outside of a classroom, you don't put up Happy Valentine's Day in your house, do you? I always feel like that's not it's not a not a banner banner holiday for a household. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe when you have kids, you know, because like kids make all the holiday. You celebrate all. I mean, haven't you been maybe. doing Home Goods? You know, they have holidays. Someone's so. buying that shit. You know. Yeah, it's weird to me. It was also just weird. Home Goods. While we're on you, could you stop selling my mother pumpkin shaped? things i mean how much can you let one woman get out of the store with she looks <laughs> fucking insane in there i'm like where are you gonna keep all of this it does there's 300 pumpkins in her house like when did you become this person yeah so whitney uh she tells she talks about how she was speaking to her half-brother will who we've met in like i think last season and will has been uh doing therapy and healing and he's been doing something called EDMR, which is memory based memory recall based off of hand eye coordination. What does and that mean? What like, does that hey, mean? Do you remember playing Super Mario Brothers? How did it work? <laughs> I'm just cheap They're out. like, I remember. I still haven't beat Bowser. It's like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> A form of memory recall based on hand eye coordination. I don't understand this hippy dippy bullshit. Okay, I, I just I don't, don't get it. I don't. I don't so, know it. I'm just. I'm just saying what what happened. I only see that. I know. I'm mad. I'm all mad at you. I'm like, why would you do that? Um, <laughs> I've only seen this kind of stuff on like Lifetime movies or murder mysteries and stuff like that. I didn't know people actually did it. But she's doing it, or he's doing it, and so she's like, you know how I always tell you I don't remember details of my childhood. Well, I spoke with Will, and he was doing this therapy, and he remembered that I was actually abused, and I just don't remember it. And, and Justin's so like, she, oh my gosh. But Justin sort of, Justin sort of has this look on his face like, oh, I, I probably should have gone to the bathroom before we started this conversation. He sort of has this look like, oh, oh, this is a lot deeper than I was expecting when I walked in the door. Yeah, so she starts sobbing, you know, and she tells us that she's blocked out a lot of her childhood. And since she's been on this journey of, like, self-discovery or whatever, she's had to rely on family members to fill in pieces. And 
she suppressed all these memories and now she feels all this pain and anger and it feels overwhelming to take this all on, which I get, but I'm just confused about how I'm confused about all of this. I'm confu- we're, this I'm confused. This is so she, sad. Does she remember something or I, I am confused as well, but she is really sobbing. I mean, this is a, this is yeah. like, she is, she is gutted at the very least. And it was, it was, it was sad to see. And she was like, do you still love me? And he's like, of course I do. Of course you're the, you're so out of my league. <laughs> like, of course I am here. Don't you worry. He's like, no matter what happens, you're always going to be the better one in this relationship. You know that, right? You're always on the winning end of the seesaw in this relationship. Well, maybe that's not the right term, but you know what I mean? Okay. So, she's basically telling him about all of this and she was scared to tell him. And he, you know, she says as much as she questions whether it's easier to know all of this shitty stuff, she thinks it's better to be able to confront it. And she's like, I know that there's trauma hidden deep inside of me. And, um, that's it. I was left by this scene. Like what the hell? I was not expecting this at all. I was not at all. When she's when she when the scene started, I thought she was going to say that they found like her dad was dead or Me that too. her brother has disowned her since she left Mormonism. That's what I, that's where I thought it was going. So I was like ready to be like, "Okay, Whitney looks sad. Let's make fun." And I was like, "Oh, oh, this is this seems serious. I feel like I yeah. should not make fun of this right now. Yeah, no, no. So then um, Heather is packing her lingerie and her daughters are giggling. And she's like, well, Jen wanted like a sexy lingerie party and I'm not going to let Jen down. <laughs> and uh, then we go to Jen and she's packing and um, and she's like, Sharif is watching her. And she's like, we're going to go to, we're going to plan a party. It's garbage trash whore party. He goes, that's the theme. Yes. <laughs> He's like, please don't. Just I'll just say GGW, GGW. <laughs> okay, have you not fucked with this man's reputation enough? He's like, please don't, please, babe, no. So then, back with Justin and Whitney. Now she's packing, and he's like, "Are you sure you should be going on this trip?" And she's like, "Yeah, because for me, what's calling me to Arizona is gonna—it's trying to heal and connect with my family and move on from all this past trauma." I called my other half-brother, and I said, I don't know if I'm strong enough to go to Scottsdale. And he said, no, you have to go to Scottsdale to see me. And so I'm going to go see my brother. So she's going to go, because her brother's there. It feels good. It feels right. I feel the hill, Ling. (laughs) I feel I'm going to hill. What's the deal with healing anyway? Does it fill you up with fillings? (laughs) <laughs> so now we're at the airport um and lisa and whitney are at the curb it's like five in the morning or something like that and whitney's wearing like fringe she's all she looks like she's ready to go to nashville but she's going to scottsdale and um whitney invited lisa to fly ahead with her down to scottsdale because i was worried about flying all five of us together i mean Talk about not healing, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have a panic attack. So, um, and Lisa, Lisa and Meredith trying to pretend that they like hanging out with these other people is so funny. Lisa drives up and she's like, What? Nah? Are you <laughs> pot? Are you ready? <laughs> this is 
so hard for Lisa. Uh, and then, um, and then, yeah, the basically not 9 a.m. Then Lisa and Whitney land in Scottsdale and they're getting in the car to go to their house and everyone else at the airport. And Heather is like, I love Arizona in the winter. And Bree's just like, you don't seem that enthusiastic about this. She goes, it's Arizona is the redheaded stepchild of Utah. It's just Utah with warmer and with more white people. If that's humanly possible. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't take. know about that, by the that, way. I'm that like, take oh. is incorrect, ma'am. <laughs> I was like, oh. I think you should read look at you should look at the demographics of Arizona. <laughs> Not to get you in trouble, but like uh <laughs> yeah. so Meredith's like, uh, well, I mean I wouldn't mind going to Central. And when he says, Well, I don't think Jen can leave the country, and Jen's like, USA all the way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people ask why I see every now and then, why do we get so angry at Erica Jane? But then, in a weird way, we we still kind of enjoy Jen Shaw. And I think it's moments like that where she could just be so ridiculous and silly. She's like, USA! I can't leave! Yes. Jen has, like, some sense of fun about her, you know? Yeah. Uh, So, they get... So, Lisa and Whitney get to the house, and these two very Arizona people are waiting for them, right? (laughs) I was so happy. Because, you know, Arizona, to me, is the land of the ketchup and mustard highlights. You know? Like, you cannot go five feet in Arizona without seeing a girl with red... Red and yellow streaks, you know? And there was Becca, the property manager, looking like Heinz and Grey Poupon right there. <laughs> and then the other one dressed like Stevie Nicks. You <laughs> she know? was like, Stevie Nicks meets like The Undertaker from WWE. Like, like just the big hat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like the thing. <sighs> so they're waiting with Cosmos. And they're like, welcome to Arizona. And classical music is playing. Like, this is the fanciest shit ever, right? And Heather goes... Is no, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Whitney goes. Is this one of Mary Cosby's houses? Ha ha ha! Because it does look <laughs> just so, like a Mary Cosby house. It's like just way dated and everything. And Whitney goes, "It's almost like Mary's still with us." And we see a flashback of Mary at that trip where <laughs> Mary looks down the hallway and goes, "Women." <laughs> <laughs> So we'll Lisa's never have like, it like season two. I'm sorry. We will never, ever have it like season two. So Lisa says, Atlanta looks like Barbara's dream house. Circa 1984. The house needs a major update, but it's a great party house. Party. Hey, Josh, <laughs> that's when you should go to college. Party. <laughs> party college. So, um... Now, so Whitney and they're basically, yeah, they they go out. Whitney and Lisa go to go to that pool, and then Whitney's like balancing her margarita in her boobs. She's like stuck it in there, and Lisa's like, "Oh my gosh, I dare you to drink from that! I dare you!" I'm like, I think that was the point, Lisa. <laughs> I think that's she's the gag. Talking in that high voice where she really hates you, but she's trying to pretend she likes you. Yeah. She's like, "Oh my god, you're like the good time girl now." Sorry, Havar, you've been replaced. <laughs> I think I'm getting to understand you better, and I love that. <laughs> so when he's like, well, I started this path of healing, and I don't remember my childhood. It's like, oh, okay, we're just going to go right into that, are we? Lisa just kind of looks at her like, here's this woman with a drink in between her <laughs> boobs. <laughs> going into childhood trauma right so she's not really sure how to take it and Whitney's just so Whitney about it you know she goes I blocked it out it goes pretty deep 
I started doing this energy work and I started to have memories. I'm going to be honest. It's hard for me to talk about right now. You brought it up. <laughs> I know. Why are you bringing it up then? Yeah, she was like, it's just not something I'm comfortable sharing. I'm like, no one asked You're you about it. You're it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lisa's like, yeah, but you say you block out things, but I don't block out things. But I'm like, you know what? That was stressful for me because, like, I remember me and my sister because she was talking to me and I was the middle child. And, like, I got the kids ready for school. Like, I've been an adult. I've been the adult my whole life. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I started a college when my dad was 39. I'd already had two other colleges. Hey, remember that thing that Ronnie mentioned before? This is what yeah, I say. Sorry, it. I was out of order. No, that's okay because I- now we don't have to say it now. Yeah, so I'm really close to my sisters. So when I say I love you like a sister, that's like a lot to me. Like, not everyone loves me back. And like, I get it. Because like, even like, hold on, let me think of an example. Hold on. Even like, with Meredith, like, oh my God, really? Can I you just get love to the this. point. You don't need the fucking Barlow monologue before. Just get to it. Oh, it was so perfect. The fact that she took Whitney's trauma and then wove it into her child, her tough childhood, and then said that's why, because because of her tough childhood, that's why when she says, when I love you like a sister, it carries like an extra gravitas for her. And then, like, therefore, the end of this proof is that Meredith has essentially been more offensive to Lisa because <laughs> Meredith spurned this great title of being loved like a sister. <laughs> right. And she says she was more invested of loving like Meredith, like a sister. And it wasn't what I thought it was. So uh, Lisa's like, yeah, you know, I make one mistake and I and then now I'm a horrible person and that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe there's a point where you can have a conversation and I can talk about my trauma, but I don't want to share that. No, don't. Yeah, I can't like, talk about it. I think that you guys have, like, very similar feelings about it. And I think that maybe you're at a point where there can be a conversation about it. And she's saying it so cryptically, waiting for Lisa. And finally, Lisa goes, oh, have you talked to her about it? And she goes, um, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. And then the other van starts. To, the other van arrives in the driveway, and the choir is like, <laughs> and they come out, and Jen, they they step out, and all I see is Jen having a holding a balloon, a chicken balloon. I was like, this show is wild. Yeah, she's holding <laughs> a chicken balloon, and some guy, the driver, opens the door for him, and Heather goes, "What's your name? Zach. Zach the Snack." Thanks, Zach. Wow, what an awesome house. <laughs> so Lisa's like, so Whitney, how did you feel based on your conversation with Mardis? And when he goes, I don't want to get involved. I just want to say that we talked about you, but I don't want to get involved. And Lisa goes, well, I've forgiven myself and I can't control if she forgives me. But if there's a path for resolution, I'll be on that. But it's up to her because I can't wallow in self-hatred. I'm not going to slit my wrist for anyone. I've said sorry four times. And if they can't forgive me, there's nothing I can't do about it. 
So the girls come back to the pool, and the music's like, <laughs> it's like dramatic. And <laughs> so Meredith, dramatic. Meredith brings flowers. It looks like she picked out front of the airport, you know, and a balloon for Whitney with some. Fu- She's like, and it's awesome, some fireball for you, Whitney, even though I don't drink fireball. She's like, wow. Thank you. And Lisa, it just goes, and we see Lisa's face. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Whitney just got fireball from my life. Yeah. I can't believe it. And the chicken balloon is actually, it's a, it's a cock. Yeah, it's actually a rooster balloon. It's a cock. But out of context, it just looks like Jan Shaw, future future inmate in a prison system is walking around with a chicken balloon and that visual out of context is quite hilarious so jen goes up to whitney and she look grabs her boobs and she's like oh my god i missed you i missed you boobies <laughs> and then we get a top chef a zing like it was the worst <laughs> yes. burn in the world <laughs> and lisa's like oh my god i don't wear i mean i do wear glasses i mean i don't have them on right now but i can still see that meredith doesn't want to talk to me and i don't want to push myself on her especially because i'm not wearing my glasses right now even though sometimes i wear them <laughs> uh, so then when yeah whitney's like it is very it is definitely very awkward between lisa and meredith and i didn't expect them to have a warm um welcome but hell say hello because lisa has glasses but left them inside wait is that i say that right <laughs> <laughs> and the producer asks if Meredith feels like saying hi to Lisa, and Meredith is like, <laughs> <laughs> "So Heather, and then then they're like, now it's like a little bit, like a few minutes later, and they're inside the kitchen, and we just hear Heather say very urgently, we looked for Kit Kats for you and Sugar Babies, and all we could find were hot tamales because they were sold out.' <laughs> yeah, hot tamales <laughs> and milk duds, and milk duds. She's like very serious, like I'm so sorry we could not find the Kit Kats." Uh, so Whitney's like, okay, girls, I will give you the rundown of what we're doing this weekend. We have a shaman coming, and she recommended not drinking. And Heather's like, um, did you explain to her, like, our background? Because <laughs> we're going to drink. Guys, is- I'm trying to do healing. <laughs> It's my third attempt at healing. Okay. This is where I actually finally noticed it in my notes, Ryan. I just want you to know, this is where I wrote in caps, H-I-L-L, to remind myself to say hill for the rest I of the recap. Die. It cracks me up every time. Because sometimes, because I do that too, you know, it's just like a regional thing. But I don't know, it's just how she does it. Because some words she does it, and some words she doesn't do it. So it confuses yeah. me. But once I heard it, I read some comment mentioning it and thought that was so funny and now i can't unhear it it makes me crazy but also the the sheer number of times she says healing in this episode path to healing (laughs) healing journey going on a journey for healing a journey for paths on healing path healing road she's like thank you for indulging me on my journey to hill and jen needs (laughs) us now more than ever so i just want a girl's trip getaway for jen to come together to show i love and support for, for I'm, I'm climbing up that hill, <laughs> climbing up that hill. <laughs> and Jen's like, oh, my God, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and I really need it now more than ever. <laughs> not the whole head. Ronnie, not the whole head swivel. <laughs> You're like, the fingers are occupied, so I'll swivel the whole head. <laughs> <laughs> Jen was like, it was 
what was great was that Jen was already kind of angry that she didn't get her Kit Kats. And then she's like, oh, oh, I'm supposed to cry right now. You guys, I'm going to go away for 30 years. You guys. <laughs> so um, Whitney tells them that they, oh, she's given them all little presents on their bed. And she's decided what rooms they're going to be in. And so they're all looking at their rooms. And, of course, Jen gets the master again. Listen, mm-hmm. come on. You know, she's going to be living in the biggest house out of anybody. She doesn't get the biggest room every single time. <laughs> well, she's she, and she's like, well, ever since the arrest, all I know is I keep getting the master bedroom. And like, maybe this has one area where it's working out for me. <laughs> and they're, they're all getting rooms. And uh, Meredith was so bizarre to me because Whitney's like, here, Meredith. Here's your room. It's an indoor-outdoor concept with a patio. And we see it. It's like, is Meredith sleeping outside? I was so confused. (laughs) So they get gifts. And, of course, it's Whitney Rose bags with matching PJs made out of, I'm not really even sure, bathing suit material. I'm not sure what those PJs are. but I know. I was like, it looked like the thing that Ariel has spin around in. I was like, this is like like leftover from a pink concert. (laughs) Well, tonight... You can wear, like, boho chic dress, like, flowy-like stuff. And Heather's like, um, okay, can I wear, like, a man's oversized t-shirt and bobby socks? <laughs> <laughs> That's not on the journey for healing. So then everyone's unpacking, and Heather's talking to Whitney, and she goes, the energy when I walked in was weird. I was surprised by Jen's reaction. She got really emotional. I was like, it's just Kit Kats. Am I right? <laughs> no, but I really meant it. I really care about Jen. And Heather's like, um, well, what's Lisa's expectations? Is she nervous? No, she's not nervous. <laughs> what? She should be nervous. I mean, why is she not nervous? Why? Why is she <laughs> not nervous? Well, she's being really vulnerable, and that's a good place to start vulnerability. And I just feel icky because I don't want to be put in the middle of Meredith and Lisa's fight. And Meredith came to me and talked about rumors. Yeah. And Heather's like, wait, Meredith talked rumors about Lisa? Oh, my God. Try not to smile. Okay. (laughs) This is great. God, this is wonderful. Okay. So what'd she say? And uh, she's like, well, she talked about affairs. Wait, affair or Ferris? Multiple? <gasps> Multiple? Oh my God, where is Pat Sajak? I feel like you're on a turntable right now, literally about to furnish my whole life. <laughs> well, what Meredith has heard, and this is out of Meredith's own mouth, is that Lisa has performed sexual favors for the advancement of Vida. <laughs> Others like, Vita tequila? Like, who is she servicing? Vendors? Bartenders? State Bar liquor owners? officials? Yeah, state liquor board officials? Oh, this is great! Heather is loving this. I was cracking up. And Whitney goes, Yeah, but now that I've gotten to know Lisa, I feel bad. Because I fully participated in the rumors. Because I've heard them too. Like, I want to give her a heads up. What do I do? <laughs> well... Now is absolutely not the time to give her a heads up about the rumor. This is a trip for Jen. And the last thing we want to do is cause these women to fight even more. Sorry, I can't stop laughing. I can't stop laughing, Whitney. I was I was dying at Heather in that scene. So funny. So the shaman lady comes and she's setting out like coffee cups on the lawn. And Whitney comes out and she's like, oh, my God, it is so nice to meet you in person. 
And she's, you know, they're like, well, you're beautiful. No, you're beautiful. And she's like, well, who better to heal with than this group of girls who is equally as fucked up as me? And the <laughs> shaman lady is named Ksenia. Ksenia? Yeah. Ksenia, I believe. That's some made-up shit. That's a made-up name. Okay, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you all right now, that shit is made up. That is a <laughs> I white feel like there's a very Scott's good chance. Named Sarah, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was on, like, her high school literary club. Like, she, like the, she published poetry, you know? So, yeah, I've fallen um, for this with Whitney before when she was like, guys, we are going to go see a shaman healer in Arizona. And it's like some white lady named Marge. And she's like, yeah, my name is, you know, Vasantale. And I'm like, no, it's not. What do you, what do you people, what do you, who do you think you're kidding? Well, now listen, the name Ksenia is a real name because I just looked it up. And there is someone named Ksenia Simonova who is a Ukrainian performance artist who does sand animation, graphic design, illustration, cinema, and literature. So, Well, her name is real. And- I'm not saying the name is real. I'm just saying this is not Sarah's name. This girl was named Sarah, and she's from Scottsdale. No, I agree. I'm just saying I feel like Sarah probably saw real Ksenia's sand art. On Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine's Got Talent, which is what she was on. Ksenia was on Ukraine's Got Talent. And I think Sarah was like, this is who I am now. <laughs> I'm breathing in Sarah and I'm exhaling Ksenia. <laughs> I'm releasing Sarah. So um, let's heal. So everyone is there except for Meredith. Um, and she is once again late to one of Whitney's healing ceremonies. And Whitney says, there's a saying amongst healers in the universe. Those who need the most healing, avoid healing. I was like, that's real poetic. (laughs) I love that Whitney's so, like, in touch in the universe healer community. (laughs) I know. Did you learn that on (laughs) healerscommunity.net? Vote Hillary. So Meredith calls Seth and she's all bitter. And he's like, Hey, have you seen Lisa yet? <laughs> and she's like, Well, I am in a house with four other people. So, so yes, I've seen Lisa. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, Well, have you gone over where all the exit doors are? <laughs> What's on the docket? She goes, well, we have a shaman coming. This will be the last time I say the word shaman. From here on out, I shall therefore be referring to them as shamans. But I'm not sure if <laughs> if that's the right thing for. I don't know if I am in a space to see a shaman right now. Where did she get that? I mean, <laughs> which is I cried. That was that was my favorite part of the episode. I've worked with a shaman before. Shaman. I've worked with a shaman. Uh, I mean, the alternate the alternate pronunciation would be shaman, right? Well, some know. people Maybe would say shaman. shaman. Some would say shaman. But we all know that people who don't give sexual favors for tequila call them shamans. I think she was just so thrown off that everybody in this episode has served charcuterie and everybody has pronounced charcuterie, charcuterie, that she's yeah. going to fuck up with shaman, you know? Well, it's like, you know, um, have you ever- you know how like there's industry and industrial and you know when someone starts saying industry but they start accidentally starting saying start saying industrial instead so they have to switch so they say well industry. um 
industry <laughs> and you're like, i have heard industry but i wonder if that's like an alternate waves i always think i'm tricked easily where i'm like oh maybe smart people do that you know no i'm like oh you started to say industrial and you really meant industry and you had to switch <laughs> and it's too late I and we all know you said industry in a, a weird brain, way but i don't you know so i'm like oh no that's totally how you say it industry God, i'm glad <laughs> we had this conversation i wonder if i fucked that up before thinking i sounded smart there's one. Wait, what's the phrase I've started to say incorrectly? Um, <laughs> what's that one? <laughs> oh, apropos. I, I, I somewhat for some reason now I always say apropos, and I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but now yeah. I always say that's my industry. Yeah, I don't know how to say things. That word melee. Every time I see it in a video game, I'm like, oh my god, I've got to get those melee points. And then my <laughs> other side's like, I think melee it's melee, points. and I'm like, no, it's melee. <laughs> or that um, term meme, like when that's when memes started coming out, I was calling them memes for I swear to you a year. I was like, oh, oh my god, did anyone memes. see that meme? Oh my god, <laughs> so embarrassed. I called them memes for a while. So um, anyway, take it up with the shaman, am I right? Listen, I've worked with a shaman before. It was intense. But my current dynamic with Lisa definitely plays a big part about my hesitation to run outside. I mean, you're opening your energy and she's showing me she's not someone I... She's someone I should be protecting my energy from. <laughs> your energy is not that precious. <laughs> no kidding. So the lady, Visenya or whoever, is like, um, okay, ladies, I'm gonna pass out some cacao mixer. It's a deep heart opening elixir. Oh, fuck off with your cacao. You know what you sound like? Janelle at Weight Watchers. I'm so sick of your shit telling me cacao is the same as chocolate. No, it's not. Get your sun harvest ass away from me and get me some M&Ms or I'm leaving this Weight Watchers meeting. Well, she actually meant to say cocoa, but she said cacao instead. And then uh, had to commit to it. Sort of like industry. So <laughs> It's, it's like, like, guys, I don't want any mealy fights today. <laughs> telling you that. Drink your cacao. So Heather's like, I would like to release the flavor from my mouth. Is it weird that I like that? They're like, yes. Well, not really <laughs> considering all you really ever have in your mouth is saccharin. So maybe it's fine for you. Um, so Lisa's like, oh my God, I'm so boring. Like, I haven't even done a drug in my life. I, I barely take a leaf. So like, you know what? I had my augmentation with like nothing. I went in and I got a Diet Coke after. <laughs> okay, ladies, we now need you to set an intention to release. Okay, you're gonna have to put down that Diet Coke bottle now. Okay, release the Diet Coke. Well, that'll be the first thing to release. Okay, so mm. once we let go of the pain, we create Ow. a space. Ow! Are you okay? Whitney, are you okay? You said to think of a pain, and I thought of pinching myself, and then I pinched myself. Ow. Okay, Whitney. Okay, <laughs> let's put the brakes on that. Just just follow me along this Let's release road. those fingers from your thigh a little bit there. Okay. <laughs> Okay, listen, once you release yourself from the pain, we create a space to call in whatever we want. Literally, our life's desires. So she's like, okay, we're going to release something. Okay, Whitney, what are you going to release? And she's like, I'm letting go of past trauma. She goes, okay, well, what are you going to call in? I'm calling in oneness. 
The okay. fuck does that mean? A little big. Is the universe supposed to understand what the fuck that's supposed to mean? You got to be specific with the universe, okay? You I can't know. Tell the universe oneness. What does that mean? Are you going to be single now? You know, <laughs> or are you just going to make all your money in ones coming from now? What does that mean? <laughs> shaman's like i don't understand it but seal that intention in with some cacao okay great so heather's like i am gonna release the shame of not making my family proud and i'm gonna call in love understanding and a little bit of d i'm not gonna lie if that if that sprinter driver still around i'd love to welcome him in also sugar babies would be nice just because it's dense week <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to welcome in some Kit Kats. It's a little outrageous that there's no Kit Kats in Scottsdale. I mean, I know it's hot here, but they still have to stock them. Don't they have refrigerators? Come on now. So Jen's like, um, I'm releasing, going to trial. Um, that's not how that works, <laughs> Jen. <laughs> yeah. I'm releasing the charges against me. <laughs> uh, I'm calling in innocence. And then, you know, like, just to show my family I love them every single second of every single day. Oh, I just wrote LOL, fucking Jen. Yeah. Okay, so Jen, also, Lisa- also, Jen, if you're innocent, you shouldn't have to call it in. It should be already there. So, yeah. So, Lisa's like, oh, my God, I suck at this. Okay. I'm releasing heart and sadness. <laughs> this my favorite yeah. is the Lisa Barlow cry. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm calling it love. Support! I got this! Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it sounds like there's a car that's stuck on the side of the road. Let's wait for that sound. Let's just, it's still a little loud. Can't really hear what you're saying. Uh. Um, okay, okay. Oh. last time I heard this was when um, I met my first constipated elephant trying to make a poo on the side of the road in Uganda. <laughs> um, drink some more cacao, please. <laughs> Okay, everyone, close your eyes and hold that cacao to your heart. As the cacao works through the system, we're going to start with the breath. So they start breathing, and then Meredith comes down the stairs, and the music's like... And she has to sit down. She has to sit down next to Lisa. The only space is next to Lisa. And Whitney's like, when you are late, the healing events, you have to take the seat you are given. Sorry, Meredith. <laughs> <sighs> so for the lady who joined us a little bit late in the misshapen top, did you have something you wanted to release that you wanted to share with the group? It could be a specific person, a relationship. It could actually be just an actual fish you release into some water, whatever you want. And Meredith goes, I'm, uh, I'm not ready to share right now i'm just gonna lie down i'm sorry yeah she's like okay no problem and so lisa's still like, ah! it's like oh, God. so they lie to, they lie down and we're gonna breathe together okay remember what you're releasing okay you are not what happened to you wow okay does not define you wow <laughs> and then we hear them all breathing. And this group makes for an interesting chorus of, of breathing. It's a lot of like, trading favors for Vita Tequila. Heather, are you laughing over there? Sorry, I just can't. The good fortune of it all. <laughs> so um 
Jen is Jen's doing more of the huh, I'm I'm out close match close and I'm like seeing the most important people in my life like my coach like my coach and like my son and like my mom and my family and I'm like wondering if my son is ever gonna what he's like probably wondering if I'm ever gonna go to his football games and like if I'm like if I'll be there at like my other son's like white coat ceremony in medical school and she's like well you are worthy of love now unwind yourself from all of those stories because they're not yours and lisa's like Aah! so she tells us what i was expecting to release was hurt and sadness with my ex-friend named Meredith, but what i ended up releasing was something totally different abandoned mind so the producer's like, damn. And she's like, yeah. Um, because like the only memory that came oh, to gosh. my mind was me as a little girl. Because we were in this play area, like this playpen place. And there was like a slide. And I was going up and down the slide. And then my dad was like, one more time on the slide. And so, of course, I waited to see him turn around. And then I went on the slide like 20 more times. And then I couldn't find my parents. And so I went up to the front desk. And I was like... I don't see my Diet Coke. My dad was holding it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only thought that went through my head. You didn't even notice I was gone. I'm like, well, you no, you're acting like they left and didn't notice you on the slide. No, you tricked them and you went back on the slide and they knew exactly where you were. Your dad was teaching you a lesson. He's like, fine. Well, she's going to get some trauma now. And they're just sitting there in the car. Oh yeah. Um, this is sad, I guess. But like when I was in, when I was a kid, I was in the mall with my mom and me and my cousin were like, let's hide. So we hid in a rack of the clothes and I was like, they'll forget us. And we can be here at the mall all day by ourselves, like five. And I was like, we don't need them. And so my mom starts, Ronnie, 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 Matt, Ronnie, Ronnie, Matt. And then starts freaking out. She's called security and this, that. So we eventually sneak out and get the hell out. (laughs) And have the best time. My mother went crazy, called the police. I mean, it was nuts. And so after that, she made me watch a stupid TV movie called Adam, which was about a kidnapped kid who was, like, raped and tortured and all this horrible stuff. And she made me sit there and watch it, like, every weekend. (laughs) That's what you get. That's what you get, Ronnie, for being a bad little boy. See, your parents can care too much. Okay? At least you didn't have to watch Adam five times. (laughs) I I have a memory of going to the bank with my mom. And I would often just like zone out. I would just like start staring at something and zone out. And I remember I was standing with my mom and I was like looking off somewhere and I was zoning out. And then I decided I just like rested my, my head on my mom's butt. Cause you know, you're small enough that you can like, when you, when you lean on your mom, you're at, you're at butt height. And I just like leaned my, my cheek on my mom's butt. And, my, and then like, I looked up and it wasn't my mom. And I was resting my cheek on some random lady's butt. And then I was like, where's my mom? And whose butt is this? <laughs> <laughs> like I just remember and it like panic and then like looking around and then like I turned around my mom's standing at the door be like Benjamin <laughs> we're leaving <laughs> that was my moment of abandonment wow on a random butt and then you grew up to be like gay you've woken up on so many <laughs> random butts yeah oh, that's memories. that's part of the fun anyway <laughs> so Meredith tells anyway. us <laughs> She goes, as I'm going through all of this, the truth is I'm being brought to where I was a year ago, dealing with my father, my nephew, my son taking his first steps, the treatment I received over it, and the pain. And 
and my um, father and Matthew being used against me and the treatment I received. Oh, okay, okay, calm down, calm down now. No one abused you over your father dying and your nephew going through mental health struggles, Meredith. Well, the father dying, they did kind of, they were pretty terrible about about that. They were they were actually horrific about the father dying. Like, was the memorial on a Monday or a Tuesday? Why are you lying about it? <laughs> that was like some of the worst we've ever seen. So then, okay, ladies. Did we ever figure out the answer? Because I really, I still remember that that was weird and shady. I think we did. did I think like when your dad dies, yeah, you should give a pass. I just think that saying that people like attacked her over it is maybe a little. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, the shaman is like, okay, ladies, let out a yell. So they're like, ha, ha, Feed a tequila prostitution. God, this is so good. Powerful work, everyone. Round of applause. And Whitney's like, the whole point of this experience with the shaman is to be vulnerable and to work through something hard like Justin. What I got from that experience is that I'm going to need my friends to lean on because I can't, I can't do this alone. And Jen's like, you guys, my body was like numb and tingly, and I could feel everyone's energy, and that pushed me even farther into it. And Meredith said, that was intense, and it's not my first time working with a shaman. And I apologize, but I had anxiety about it, and it stems from me not feeling safe with shamans in such close proximity to Lisa's. <laughs> and Heather's like, do you feel that way right now? Do you feel safer? Like, well, I'm very much triggered by my last trip and having my father's death weaponized against me. And now I'm here with the same group a few days after the anniversary of losing him. And the music's like, oh! I'm like, God, music, could you settle down? She's talking about her father. And she's like, it's a lot for me right now. And then Lisa oh, goes, Lisa the goes. drama, the drama. Everybody, please uh, be safe. Putin might attack Ukraine with accusations about their father's funeral. It's yeah. being weaponized. And then Lisa, Lisa goes, I used to feel like I was a safe space for you, and I'm sorry. She has like the really, she has like a falsetto. Yeah, her high voice. And Meredith goes, You are not a safe space, Lisa. And Lisa's like, Okay, then I'm going to get my blanket and I'm going to go inside, sadly, but I, I'm not going to say anything, but I still have a really high pitched voice in my head. Bye. Yeah, Lisa's trying to do the season two Meredith, wherein Meredith would wrap some sort of gar- like, blanket or a rug or whatever was nearby she would wrap it around her shoulders and walk into the house like that was the classic meredith move so jen's like oh my god what did lisa say i didn't even hear it well she said she's a safe space and i said you're not a safe space well i'm not gonna lie and she shrugs and um sarah the shaman is sitting over there like thanks a lot just wasted a lot of fucking cocoa you're all getting billed anyway okay <laughs> and if you return my venmo there's gonna be hell to pay my daddy's a lawyer in scottsdale <laughs> fuck with me meredith i'm here to work through things with you and give you support because i know how painful it is especially yes i'm innocent so now heather goes inside to get lisa and lisa's like i've learned to walk away from someone who won't stock Vita, even if you give him a blowy. 
And Heather's like, well, nothing's going to be resolved tonight. So come on back. Like, I just needed a break. I needed a break. But I'm coming back. Thank you for coming to get me. Thank you. So now they're going to dinner. And guess what they get? Charcuterie. <laughs> Fucking charcuterie. <laughs> Jesus. Charcuterie is, yeah, it's just a big-ass charcuterie. Like, a, like the biggest one so far. Like, the, this is the, it's basically a whole other table. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, uh, Heather's like, well, I'm starving, okay? We didn't have Kit Kat, so I'm ready for that charcuterie, okay? Emotional <laughs> breathing takes a lot out of me. <laughs> Only Heather and me. Definitely. would get up from from breathing deeply and be like wow god i'm hungry now god so jen's like um thanks so much for putting this trip together winnie because like i couldn't be here without all of you here well like literally because it was like work release so thank you and Winnie's <laughs> like thank you for participating <laughs> well what did everybody say as their thing to release? And Jen you don't says, "Get a recap of what everybody released. Show the fuck up on time. What are you doing? Yeah. Asking for a recap of the most emotional moment we've had this season, episode two. Well, the other day I had a little bit of a breakdown because I got new information from the attorneys, and they were saying there's new discovery. And so I got in a car, and it was like 3 a.m. And so I drove to my dad's grave, and then Coach was like, "Where are you?" So I blocked him. <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong, but you know, I was having a moment. <laughs> I was like, you're terrible. <laughs> She's terrible, man. Blocked coach. <laughs> oh, gosh. So then um, then Whitney's crying, and Lisa's like, Are you okay, Baba? And she says, I've been on this healing journey for honestly a year now, and I, you know how I have my childhood blocked from 9 to 17? And they're like, they don't just look at her like, like no. 9 to 17? <laughs> what? I thought. Weren't you telling stories about your dad and your childhood the past two seasons? Okay. So she talks, basically she tells them, like, she's doing this therapy and and memories are coming up. And she found out that she was in a very abusive situation and she shoved it down so deep that she blocked all memory of it. And, you know, dramatic music. And she's just, like, nodding while everybody's mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to say, right? And Heather's just giving this look like, what? And she goes, You? And she goes, yeah. And then they're just quiet. Like, Did it involve a slide? Did you go down a slide also? (laughs) So Meredith goes, you're brave, Whitney. And then it ends. (laughs) Yeah. And so next week, it looks like more fun and games vacation time, but it's Salt Lake City. So, of course. Oh, God, I wish she's going to stab me in the heart. Full on fighting, screaming next week. This is, I guess, the the source of Heather and Whitney's big feud of the season. I I don't know, but yes, uh, looks like it. The lingerie fight. Yeah. yeah. Fun anyway, show, fun episode. Fun fun times. Thanks everyone for being here. Um, yeah. Well, next up we got Southern Charm reunion. So big big week this week. So thanks everyone for being here and listening. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila. 
She's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas. She don't miss no Trickolus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie. She has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying. Okay. She's always supplying. It's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg. You can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood. She only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. Hail the cork master, the master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo. Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet couture. We love you guys.